Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two knucklehead pastors in the middle of church revitalization are learning in the trenches. My name is Matt Hensley. I'm the pastor of Mayhill Baptist Church in Mayhill, New Mexico, and managing editor of Lifeway Pastors, a division of Facts and Trends, and I am joined by none other than... I'm Kyle Bierman, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Alamogordo, New Mexico, and director of Replanter Development for the North American Mission Board. A division of the SBC. Yes, that's right. Do you know what else is a division of the SBC? Uh, there, well, there are many. There are several. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary would be a division of the SBC. It is. And did you know that they are the crown jewel of Southern Baptist seminaries? And uh, we are excited about what is happening on Seminary Hill and uh, loving the new look that they put out. Some new fresh uh, logos for Scarborough College and uh, the new seminary logos. Keeping that classic feel, adding a kind of modern touch to it. Uh, but some wonderful stuff happening. And, uh, and we encourage you to, when you're thinking of seminaries, to choose the faculty wisely. And Southwestern has the premier premier seminary faculty out there and uh, we would encourage you to check out swibits.edu after the show again that is swbts.edu but ironically kyle that wasn't the division i was talking about oh there's another one there is lifeway yes and lifeway has a number of divisions underneath it one of those being broadman and holman yes and under them also falls the csb did you know that you can't spell the CSB without the SBC. That is accurate. You can't That's spell true. the SBC without the CSB. That's right. Those are accurate and faithful statements. Those are Just accurate. like that translation, which is both accurate and true. And okay. so we encourage you to check out that as well at csbible.com after the show. We're grateful for Swibbits and CSB for their partnership uh, that we can bring this to your ear holes every week and encourage you with what we are learning. And today we are continuing our, uh, I guess you could call it a walk through uh, the the cornfield. Yep. We're in the middle of nowhere, Kyle, just walking, not hand in hand, uh, but I've got my Definitely coffee. Not. You've probably got your pumpkin spice latte. Yes, because and, they are uh, out. They are out indeed, uh, just like uh, your clothing is out of <laughs> style. But uh, no, we are walking through the cornfields uh, these episodes and uh, navigating some of the things we touched on in the book. A couple of weeks ago, we considered preaching in a rural church, uh, whatever rural is, uh, but middle of nowhere church. And uh, this week, we're looking at praying in a rural church. (laughs) And uh, so that I can say that again, in a couple of weeks, we'll be looking at passion in a rural church and then persevering in a rural church. I just love how many times you're having to say rural. I love it. That thrills my heart. Rural. Rural. Just roll with it, right? Rural. Rural. It's a rural church. Rural church. (laughs) Out of the middle of nowhere. But God has a plan and a call for the middle of nowhere. And we wrote a book about that, Planting R-U-R-A-L Churches. And it has a foreword by Mark Clifton, endorsements by Dr. Greer, Ray Rhodes, many others. And uh, we have been encouraged by how it has encouraged you, those of you that have picked it up. But if you're still on the fence or if you've already read it, what we want to do today is just kind of walk through one of those pillars of replanting and revitalization. And that is 
prayer. And uh, Kyle is like every second that I finish a sentence, he gets ready to say something because he, he has something that he wants to say. And I keep kind of cutting in so that he can't. And I keep talking here so that I can make numerous opportunities to say rural over and over and <laughs> over again and uh, delay the wisdom that is going to come forth from Dr. Kyle Bierman's mouth at this moment. Because you start this chapter off uh, with a great reminder. The disciples spent a lot of time with Jesus. They They spent a lot of time walking with him, seeing him heal people, seeing him teach. And they wanted a lesson right from the get-go with Jesus about how to grow a megachurch. That's what they wanted to know, how to get a cool, slick logo. They wanted to know how to brand their church, how to build a platform. Isn't that what they wanted from Jesus? You know, that might be um, some of the questions that we would ask in 2019. But oddly enough, in the first century, those were not questions that they asked Jesus. They were not concerned uh, with what they should call the churches that they would go out and and plant. They were not concerned with the platform um, that they would uh, build their church around. And in fact, in the entire New Testament, in the Gospels, we really only have Um, the disciples specifically asking Jesus one thing. And that's in Luke 11, 1. And and apparently the disciples had seen uh, Jesus praying. And the request that they ask him is, Lord, teach us to pray just as John also taught his disciples. Um, So, you know, a lot of the things that we consider important and and, and some that are important, right, in in 2019, um, there, there are some things we would say that, that, can make an impact on your church, even in rural areas, uh, things like a website, right? That's the, the website's been called the new church foyer. Um, even if you're in the middle of nowhere, people have internet and, and they're, well, that, that works most of the time, and right? I will say that prayer is the world's greatest wireless connection. Thank you. You saw my little cheesy sign that I have I sure did. somewhere. Picked up at none other than Cracker Barrel, <laughs> uh, Jesus' second crack. favorite no. favorite restaurant. No. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it threw me off. So, but I mean, these things are, it's not that, that these things are not important. Um, you know, it's not that the cleanliness of your sanctuary is unimportant, um, but they're not of ultimate importance, right? And, and ultimately, none of these things will grow your church. Um, some of them can certainly help for folks who are, uh, you know, visiting town, like we both get visitors um, in and out pretty often. Um, but a, a fancy website never grew a church by itself. Um, and, and in fact, as, as I go on and, and we'll explain in, in this chapter, um, and as Mark Clifton really makes clear in, in Reclaiming Glory, um, you and I are powerless to do any kind of replanting or revitalization work in, in a church. Um, if you go into a church to a church that, that is in need of revitalization or that needs to be replanted, uh, more than likely th- there's been a pattern of decline uh, over a number of years, mm-hmm. and a brand new website won't stop that, <laughs> right? Like I mean, that, that's th- there are no there are no gimmicks, there are no tricks to stopping that. It, it takes a uh, supernatural reliance on um, the Word of God and, and on the person of Jesus Christ in prayer. Um, because you have you have no power to do anything, um, and and that's and so I do. I found it interesting that that of everything the disciples could have asked Jesus, 
you know, even down to like some of the miraculous things that we saw. Lord, yeah. won't you give us power to like raise up the dead? Give us power to heal the sick. And, and the only thing that we, we see them asking is, uh, Lord, teach us to pray. Um, which seems like a no-brainer, right? Uh, and, You're God. And, and anytime, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. And, and, and I think I shared recently in an article that I wrote that, you know, when I came across that in, in Reclaiming Glory the first time, uh, my, my first thought was, well, yeah. You know, like a, 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 a supernatural reliance on God through, through prayer. Well, of course. Now let's move on to the meat, right? Let, yeah. Let's get into actually, what do I do? Yeah. Well, you, you need to pray. Well, y- yes, of course. But, and, and I, I think one of the things that Mark drove home in there and that we tried to, tried to drill home here is that, that there, there's not an, a, an, well, yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, as, always... we, as we've learned, it's, it's hard work and that takes reliance upon the Lord. And everybody what else can I do? Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> nobody wants to run and, and watch what they eat, eat salads and, you know, clean. We like to, you know, we're Baptist. We like our, you know, sausage gravy and, and all that good yeah. stuff. And so everybody wants that quick fix for our church. And, and I, I really think these four things that we highlight in the book are a great tool to assess maybe why a church is in the position that they're in. Right. You know, preaching, did they have faithful text-driven preaching for years, or have they been in a dry spell? Um, did they have a emphasis on prayer? And I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, is is that prayer meeting attended by one or, or two people, yeah. which we're grateful for, right. uh, but does a congregation as a whole see prayer as their lifeline to a holy and righteous God? Uh, the, the whole loving uh, them, you know, is that yeah. pastor approachable or you know, was he just kind of doing his own thing and, and uh, just riding off into the sunset in the middle of nowhere yeah. as a retiree? Um, and, and, of course, with persevering, was he there for two years and then hitting up to the next level of ministry? You know, all of these things over a period of time can put the church further and further into decline. And so kind of reclaiming some of these, really refocusing on these four things help us then uh, hopefully see life come back into that church. And again, it's not going to be about man being the best preacher ever, being the next Adrian Rogers. It's being faithful to, you know, preach the word. Yeah. It's it's not going to be the great website. We need one. It's right. not going to be making sure everything is clean. Yes, it needs to be clean. It's not making sure that you've got great teachers and a good program and good music, though that kind of stuff is important. Uh, it's going to come down to, is the Holy Spirit going to breathe life into this church? Is God going to breathe life into this church? And are we going to just do it by pulling up ourselves on our own bootstraps? Or are we going to go to our knees in prayer? And so when the disciples asked him to pray, Jesus then walked them through what you walk through in the text there with the Lord's Prayer. Yep. Uh, as I said, the Lord's Supper earlier, <laughs> uh, he walked them through the Lord's Supper. Here's a tiny morsel of yeah, tasteless right. bread, right. and here's some <laughs> Welch's grape juice. No, um, you walk through that. We don't necessarily have the time to walk through each of, uh, of the things that you walk through in the book, uh, but kind of walk through, I've said walk through like four times in this uh, yes. one paragraph. Well, hey, in rural ministry, there's a lot of walking through. There is. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, if you, if you want to, if you want to uh, see me walk through the, the whole thing, um, replanting rural churches is available on Amazon.com. On Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um, just so, so there's, 
so just the highlights, right? Um, the, I mean, the first thing Jesus does is he, he prays, Father, your name be honored as holy. He recognizes who God is. And then he prays for his kingdom to come. And I think the biggest thing for us in, in the middle of church revitalization, we can get tunnel vision oftentimes and in, in saying, well, this is, uh, you know, I need to do things for the sake of this church, this local church. And we're both, we're both huge fans of our local churches, right? I mean, that's why we labor in, in, in ministry in local churches. But at the end of the day, your local church is not ultimate in the kingdom of God. Um, and so we, we need to have eyes that are focused on um, the kingdom itself. Um, forgive us our sins. Uh, for we also forgive everyone in debt to us that we recognize that we've been forgiven um, and that we're to pass that forgiveness on to others. Um, do not bring us into temptation. Um, you know, just a simple prayer that, that God will, will keep watch on us that, and that he will... Uh, keep us out of the snares of the evil one, um, and then and then finally, uh, I focus on First Thessalonians five seventeen with just just two verse two words right. Pray continually, um, and if you wanna if you wanna serve your church well as a pastor, uh, that requires that you're a man of prayer. And and I share in there a little bit um, about some of the unique opportunities that I think rural pastors have to to do that. Um, especially the, in my experience in Clayton, where a normal hospital visit was a two-hour drive. That was, and so I'd make that a couple of times a month. Um, two hours driving through a whole bunch of nothing. And uh, there was a lot of times, a lot, lot of windshield time that was spent praying for, you know, church members, praying, praying that God would uh, give us direction um, and show us where to go. And that's one of the things, even though I'm still in a rural area, um, now I only have to drive about five minutes most of the time for the hospital visits rather than two hours. And um, while I don't miss having to drive two hours to go to Walmart on a normal basis, um, I, I miss I miss those drives sometimes where it was just uh, just me and God. You could drive up to May Hill, New Mexico and visit <laughs> your friend up there and then you would have some of that windshield time. But no, you won't ever do that. Okay. Why is that, Kyle? <laughs> I come down here all the time. It's because you're down here for civilization most of the yeah. time as well, but because because but, uh, this is where Walmart is. Yeah. That's <laughs> but but at the end of the book, we walk through a few uh, practical steps for yep. emphasizing prayer and, and to dovetail off of what uh, Kyle just talked about of having some of the windshield time. If you're listening in here and you've got some windshield time, the first thing that uh, I believe we mentioned is about uh, praying through your membership list. Yep. Now, it's probably not going to be safe to be driving down I-10 or whatever right. highway it's going to be flipping right. through your membership list. But you also are staring generally right above your steering wheel. Write a few names on your steering wheel from the membership list. Go out on your visits. Pray through those as you go. Uh, spend some time as you're driving. If you're, you know, when I'm coming down here, I'm seeing houses of members that I know yeah. uh, or areas where they live, um, areas where we're trying to reach out. So as I drive through, uh, in my case, I'm praying for those people by name because instead of having to write it down, I'm seeing the house. So that yeah. reminds me. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing that I've asked our people to do is they leave church because of the lostness of New Mexico. Uh, we're 95 uh, or 90 to 95 percent lost. Uh, what I do is I, I encourage them as they leave to count the houses as they go. Hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That nine of those... Are lost and so just as they're driving they can visualize yeah. 90% are lost and yeah. as you're driving and you're kind of visualizing that pray 
and pray for opportunities to meet some needs out there and to share the gospel with them and so forth. And, and so that's one one thing is to pray through your uh, your membership list. I think you you touch on there that if you're a normative sized church, that's going to be pretty easy. Right. Uh, if you've got a hundred people on your rolls, or or maybe you're a church of sixty that still has a thousand on your rolls. You know that some have been dead over you know a couple hundred years. Yep. But either way, you can walk through that list pretty quickly. Uh, another thing is maybe put their birthdays in your calendar. Uh, pray for them on their birthday. Send them a note on their birthday. Ask how you can pray for them on their birthday, things like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then gather for prayer often. And uh, yeah. I don't know if we make this point. Um, yeah, we do. Number four, seek ways to incorporate meaningful prayer into your worship service. Yeah. If the only time you pray in your service is as a transition, you're communicating yeah, something right. about prayer. And then we, you, you go on to talk about missionaries and so forth. Yeah. Uh, that is so big because I've been so guilty of that before. Like if, if I'm new to a place and, uh, you know, if I'm preaching for somebody or, or whatever, that I'm talking to the music guys like, hey, you know, I'm going to be coming up at this point. Can yeah. you pray? Like as if just, dear God, you know, give, give me about yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. That's all I need. You know, just give a quick prayer. Yeah. And, uh, and so we communicate the kind of uselessness of yeah, prayer that right. it's just a filler yeah and uh and so i try to be very intentional with our prayers you yeah. know the beginning time of our worship is going to be praying that god will open our our yeah. hearts and our minds and our ears to to see here and understand what he wants us to see here and understand in the text and and uh, our time of worship this morning uh, during the offering that god every one of these dollars is going into advance the kingdom yeah. and Lord for every penny yeah. that somebody gives we're asking that you use it yeah. to your glory and to reach those needs and yada 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 and so each of those instead of just being filler we're really trying to communicate right. we're connecting here with all the righteous yeah. God of the universe yeah and I and that was a, that was something I was convicted of too that we, we were often praying as transitions and so uh, we started we, we open with a song and then um, we do kind of an announcement time and at the beginning of that um, the executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention has put out uh, what they call 52 Sundays, which highlights um, a missionary either through uh, the International Mission Board, North American Mission Board, or one of the seminaries. Um, and, and every Sunday they have kind of a little bio. And so we'll, we'll read through that and then pray for the missionary at the, at the beginning. I'll welcome guests and then we pray through that. And then, and then pray at the end of the announcement time that, that God would join us, that he would, he would bless our time. Um, and then the, the big one, though, was the, kind of the big one that, that I was convicted of was in between the worship and the message because praise team was kind of getting off and moving the podium into place. And um, and so this this last Sunday, actually, I, I just I, that was something I'd been convicted about. And so I just said, you know what, let's just stop. I said, I said, I don't want anybody moving around. And I said that might create like 15 seconds of awkwardness after the, the end of the prayer. But that's fine. I'm, I'm OK. I would rather us do that than there you know, be movement during, during the prayer and, and that being distracting. Um, and then we pray before the offering, we play, pray right after the offerings taken. And that's something I've started th just really this last year is, um, and I actually like physically lift up the offering plates and we pray that God would bless them, that he would make each dollar go farther and um, multiply he, this like yeah, fish and loaves. Hey, <laughs> but, we need the money. But, but I always make clear that, that we want to make, we want to multiply it for the, for the kingdom. 
right? And so I'll pray, you know, that, that God would take those dollars and use them in Alamogordo, throughout New Mexico, around the United States, and to the ends of the earth. Okay. Um, because hopefully that, that communicates something as well, right? That that we don't just give so that I get paid. We, we, we want to give generously and sacrificially so that the the gospel expands, the kingdom of God expands. And to get to get a bigger view than just, well, we were able to pay the electricity bill this this month, so good good for us. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and, and I I would just say that's a that's a time for um, you know pastors to reevaluate how how you treat prayer in your service. You know, and like Mark Clifton likes to say, everybody has a liturgy that we go through, right? I mean you've got a kind of a standard order of mm-hmm. service. Um, if you don't, your people are likely confused because we, we kind of get into rhythms, right, that, that we enjoy and that, that feel comfortable to us in worship service. Um, but look at how you can incorporate prayer into those rhythms and, and whether or not um, you're just praying to, to create a transition rather yeah. than actually spending focused time in prayer. Yeah, so for sure. Cool. Uh, Anything else you got to say about prayer? No, that's it. I've, I I've, a... I've, I've expanded my knowledge on. I've, I've, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I've ex... You've expanded it. And now what am I? Expended it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well done. Yeah. That, that joke writes itself. Yeah. I'm not going to make any that's comments. Right. I don't. I don't. I want should to expand my down. knowledge because I have expended my knowledge. You have. <laughs> uh, and uh, what I want us to do as we wrap up is, I, I think since we've talked about prayer, uh, you know, when we sing, standing on the promises at church yeah. uh, i usually make the joke like we're not sitting on the premises yeah. we're standing on the promises so let's stand so i feel like the best way we can wrap up uh this uh episode is to pray so like i'm gonna send us out we'll do the coffee deal and then i'll pray for us okay. and uh if you're listening in pray with us we just want to take a moment to pray for you and with you knowing that you are in the middle of nowhere or you're in the middle of the city and maybe right now you're listening to this and you still don't have the sermon ready or somebody's you know just clawing at you and uh and you're up to your neck and alligators or or whatever uh we just want to pray for you ask god to encourage you through it but uh we'll do all of our normal outro stuff then we'll pray and if you're driving don't close your eyes because we don't want you to die (laughs) Uh, but uh just we want to pray you pray for us those of you that are listening Uh, We're in the same battle that you're in, and uh, we don't have it all figured out. Uh, There are better days than others. There are better Sundays than others. Uh, But it's a privilege to serve the Lord and to preach the word and to pray. And uh, what a joy that we can come before a holy and righteous Father because of the blood of Jesus Christ, that we have been credited with his uh, righteousness and uh, can come boldly to the throne of grace and prayer, and that he hears us uh, and knows exactly what we need and is going to answer and uh and we praise him for that so you can find us all over the social medias uh we're on facebook at not another baptist podcast we're on twitter at nab underscore podcast we're on myspace in your eight under joking psych and uh you can find our book on amazon.com just search for replanting rural churches not how i say it but how it is actually uh spelled i can't say that word either and, uh, and then if you liked this episode, give us a five-star review and uh, spread this around with your friends and family so they too can learn the value of prayer. And you can find out far more in our book that is short. It is readable. It is readable. We feel like it's accurate. I hope so. I, I hope so. Uh, and, uh, and we think it is funny and helpful at the same time. 
And uh, so, Kyle, what is our little deal? We've got our coffee here, so cheers. Until next time, may your coffee be pumpkin spicy. Gross. (laughs) Now I'm going to pray those other psalms on you. And as bold. And as bold as the gospel you declare. All right, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we come before you with gratefulness for your son, Jesus Christ, who lived a perfect life for us on our behalf, died a sacrificial death for us on our behalf, that we may be made right with you and that we can approach you in prayer. Lord, right now we come before you uh, thanking you for those that have listened in to this episode Uh, Lord, we know that they are coming from a variety of different backgrounds and are perhaps dealing with a a number of things, maybe even considering throwing in the towel. Lord, I pray that you will encourage them. Uh, Bring us or other pastors or brothers or friends to come alongside and encourage them, build them up to encourage their wives and, and their children, Lord, in the ministry in the trenches of revitalization. Lord, and I pray that you will bless their churches, that you will work in through and in spite of their preaching and their administration and their leading to breathe new life into their churches, uh, that we can look back and remember uh, that you are a God that wants to see your glory expand and expand and expand. And Lord, you get no glory uh, when a church closes its doors. And so, Lord, I just pray that you will give us a heart of prayer, uh, that, Lord, you will teach us to pray. Uh, through the Lord's Prayer and and through just our daily lives, that you'll remind us uh, that it's a chance to commune with you, to worship you through prayer, to show our need of you. And we just ask that you'll move in and through our churches to advance the kingdom all over the globe, right from the middle of nowhere. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen.